guys, this is our first episode of 2022. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You feel like you're all excited for the beginning of the year because you're like, it's a new year. And by the end of the year, you're like, (laughs) what happened? (laughs) Allow it. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, no, S, S, we got to go in brand new, exciting. We beat 2020. We, we, We endured 2021. And now we're here. When, in the words of Taylor Swift, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. I wish. I mean, first of all, how do you even know Taylor Swift's taglines? Hey, I'll be honest with you, because I like Kanye, I feel guilty about this, but Taylor Swift is the hardest when it comes to love bars. Okay. She said, okay, what we're, what we're not going to do is start talking about Taylor Swift before we even introduce ourselves. Okay. Because what the actual hell? Um, well, hi everyone, it's me, Josh Jordan. It's me, Josh Cheryl. Sorry, Jordan, I stole your trust. Me, Esther. And it's me, Coco B. I'm back, blacker than ever. Yeah, Coco B's back. Woo. <laughs> Welcome back. Are you feeling better, Coco B? I feel I feel alive. I feel fulfilled. I feel happy to be here. Um, I got better energy because I've slept effectively for ten days straight. Woo! Listen, mm-hmm. I mean the, the, it's interesting because the bags haven't changed under my eyes. However, my disposition for life is like, what's next? You know, what wow. can I do? Yeah, Who knew I that's I the asleep? best way to enter twenty twenty two. Get <laughs> sick. 2021 well, the, the rona the rona glow up yeah the, the rona glow up if only <laughs> it, it was hard though because um i wasn't really processing dairy that much and y'all know i love a charcuterie board mm-hmm. and so yeah there's a very big possibility that i might be i'm not even going to say the words but schmack toes schmintolerant um as a, as a fellow um lactose intolerant person who eats dairy all the time um <laughs> can i just say that it's okay it's not the end of the road you'll be fine um you know what i had lactose free mac and cheese yesterday and it was banging from where mm. where i went yesterday yeah. i had they, they made homemade lactose free mac and cheese that those with two almond milk those two words I, together. I promise you, if he if he didn't say, I wouldn't have known. Really, really. So, so that's a free milk. Oh, oh, sorry, guys. Almond, almond milk. Guest. <laughs> Hi, baby. Yes, <laughs> I am Biden. Biden reminds me of Macaulay McCulkin. You know, he he literally is. I swear he's like scheming all the time. And I'm always thinking to myself, when is he going to do the, the next, like the next trick? I can just like imagine him. a Biden being left at home alone and him just being the most res- resourceful baby <laughs> ever. Like you'll come back and he's like made food. He's made like new... Matilda. <laughs> yeah? Like Matilda. Yeah. Like Matilda. Like yeah. Matilda, literally. I mean, why. obviously, that's definitely a story about neglect. So we're not going to be doing that. But um... <laughs> now I was thinking Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. The problem is, other that's a story workers, about I neglect as well. Because yeah. they left a boy in, in a different state and they made like, they didn't call it peace. What Twice. did they do to fit? Right. So is he a troubled child or 
are they neglectful parents? Because they do have like six other kids or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they got that hench one, isn't it? Big, the big What's the hench one called? Big. Buzz. Yeah. He got arrested. It's hard, to, it's hard to see stories um, that are just not about neglect. Matilda absolutely neglected. Oh, Matilda was Matilda is like the worst. I was watching that the other day with the kids, and I'm like, actually, children, should you be watching? Like you, like they're all laughing and stuff. I'm like. The way the dad was like emotionally abusive <laughs> and like neglect, I'm like I just I just couldn't even deal with it. That film is just I love that film, but I, I think um, growing up and you know living life now, you realise that it's not so fun and like all laughs and stuff. There's real some deep hidden like Roald Dahl was like deep anyway. Was, yeah, Roald like, Dahl and Jacqueline Wilson knew how to mine trauma for entertainment. Yes, so I would read Absolutely. the Tracy Beaker books and be like, this is enthralling. Yeah, yeah. Her mum was just like an adult star who didn't want her, who lied all the time and never saw her. We didn't even hear about her dad and she was in foster care, but it, it couldn't have been more magical to me. But then yeah. if we're saying this, you might as well say every Disney film is about neglect. Lion King, uh, no. Cinderella, Definitely Rapunzel. Cinderella. Yep. But all, of, but all of the fairy tales come from dark stories. And that's like... So when you read the original, so even like Cinderella, in the original story, the sisters have their feet cut off. Like, it's... Is she, it? They're dark. Yeah, they're dark. Little Red Riding Hood is a dark... It's a dark story. Like, they're warnings to children. We've, Disney have made them magical and beautiful. And we're all like, oh, like, this is lovely. But... Uh, little little mermaid she she lost her voice oh it, it's mad the original for story man. Was actually wild for a man oh, she lost her voice wild. lost her voice for a man imagine that imagine mm. that mm. Feet, cut off people dying people going missing huh <laughs> disney couldn't because <laughs> you had to we had to revise it had to do a review yeah you know i watched the other day i watched um free men and a little lady when i was younger that was one of my favorite. love that film and thing. but in with adult eyes, I was definitely side eyeing some of these scenes. I was like, okay, it's a movie, and yeah, they've polished it up. But I don't know, free 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 dudes looking after a baby who the mum's just abandoned there, and everyone's just cool with the mum when she comes back, and they all live together. Like it could ha- it could happen. I mean, the problem is, is that society's become so jaded so jaded so jaded why not say somebody left a child at your doorstep you call your two friends around you know we're gonna look off this baby (laughs) you all move together live in a little compound (laughs) yeah no it can happen it can happen it can happen but it's hard seeing it taking the jaded glasses off it's 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 hard it's hard but but you know say love you they love it. It's a good film. It sure does. So, 2022 is upon us, ladies. Um, what we our last episode was obviously about all that had gone on 2021, and there's so much that had gone on. You guys were hilarious, by the way. Oh my god! Oh. In my bed. Do you listen to us in your sick bed? I did. Yeah, in my in my uh, my co bed. <laughs> Uh, my co-19 bed and it was you guys were freaking brilliant so I'm a fan of the podcast anyway so <laughs> you're a fan of the podcast <laughs> thank you so much for that um so <laughs> that's so funny um so what do we think what do we think our predictions for 2022 like how's this year gonna go 
what do we think is is gonna happen maybe celebrity wise maybe our personal lives maybe for the podcast what are our predictions for 2022 predictions oh i like predictions i predict okay go on on. oh no you go nick oh no mine's mine's not going to be serious so let's get the serious and good stuff out of the way first (laughs) i don't think my one was going to be serious i was going to say bojo is going to have another child maybe with or with or not his wife the thing is i think you're 100 right but would we know would we even know? It's true. Is it any of our business, though? Yeah, yes, it, it is. is. He, he's is running. He's running the country running the into a muck right now. And do you know what? There's so many people against Bojo right now. That information will come out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's Somebody made too many enemies. They definitely got some enemies in there, like really people that are, you know, that probably were in it initially before actually you've betrayed me. So they're definitely yeah. getting revenge on the whole. Tory government right now I think it's actually quite hilarious watching it from the outside so I'm like (laughs) it's so embarrassing I'm like no I just feel like a man that doesn't brush his hair can't be trusted like your hair is constantly unkept I saw something where I can't remember who it was one of the podcasts I was listening to his mum's a cleaner in um in the uh, parliament yeah and he says Right before press conference, he does this to his hair and messes it up. I knew it. It's strategic. You're joking. Yeah, he's strategically placing himself as a person who's quite, you know, um, neglectful and a bit of like, you know, a bit of comedian, a bit childish. But they're definitely the most dangerous people, I think, because their presentation seems as though they are not so kind of aware and they're a bit like, you know, clumsy and stuff, but they are the most dangerous like tactically they are definitely the most dangerous people i yeah. feel because actually you what you present is not what you get so you'll be shot when it comes mm. to hardcore decisions mandates and you think actually but you you're so like people are still boris has got people focused so much on his appearance and less on the, his politics yeah and the further yeah, yeah. you get away from the people's politics and the more you focus on his appearance thinking that he's calm he knows exactly what he's doing he he knows what he's doing and then we're going to be hit with some sort of mandates and everyone's like oh my gosh I need to see this coming because he's doing all these you know strategically because um, now now they've things. done that thing where um if you are if your parents are migrants but you've got a British passport if you are against the law if you commit a crime they can deport you without yes notice. yes without giving you no anything yeah which came through say this again so if if my parents don't have british passports i think they can i think they even can have british passports you know really yeah Yeah. but if you are considered um of i guess migrant descent if you nicola commit a crime they can deport you without without notification what country am i going to because i don't have another passport doesn't matter ghana Ghana. you're going back Back to to ghana Ghana. It's so it's so shocking. It's shocking. I think for me that the person that imposed is like really kind of like rooted and tried to, you know, obviously it's bigger than that, like parliamentary stuff. But anyway, when to impose this is somebody who actually has like <laughs> like parents that are migrants, so you know, like immigrants. So I think it's just so it's so difficult because none of us 
let's say my, my nationality is a British citizen, even I had struggles getting that because my parents were Ghanaian and my parents, um, because my parents were divorced, I didn't get my British citizenship until I was like in my late, in my like mid twenties. Because oh, really? yeah, because they hadn't done it when I was a child. So now as an adult, I'm legally responsible for doing that. And I had to prove mm-hmm. that I had been in the UK for the first 10 years of my life. And I hadn't been out of the country for more than 90 days. And I was born and bred in the UK. So already the system, and you know how much money you have to pay it's in order money. to gain. It's, a money, yeah. it's like a million, probably billion, two pound industry of how much you have to pay to obtain your citizenship, even as a child. It's actually shot. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I'm not even surprised. Yeah, it's, it's people who. It's just so difficult because. So you're born here. You're you are a you are a British citizen as 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 much as anybody else, and just like that you commit a crime and they can deport you to a country that you maybe you've never even been to you have no ties to bad. and who is this going to affect it's going to affect black and brown people are they going yes. to be deporting, are they going to be deporting uh white people i don't know i don't know I agree. It's happening and I agree. it's an absolute problem and it and, and how they even passed the bill like Silently. when the drama was happening with the with the um, garden parties, Boris Johnson was happening when everybody was look- was looking down and everybody's in outrage. And it just, they just, it's just so- They just ugh. slide it through. Slide it through, it's just it's so, it's so sneaky. It's so against human rights. It's so, you know, it's horrible because at the end of the day, people are committing crimes. Um, and like you said, Jay, it's going to affect us because we are obviously physically and aesthetically, you know, and, you know, obviously our heritage is not, British, we can't go that far back to say, you know, you might have two or three generations of, you know, people that were born or whatever it is, but ultimately our descendants, our descendants are from, from Africa. Yeah. So we are going to be the ones deeply affected. So all, all, already it's discriminatory in the way they've, they've done it because they know that it's going to affect certain, you know, ethnicities. Certain it's, just, it's just so wrong. And I'm like so against that in terms of human rights, but I, I guarantee there will be some uproar with this. And I hope yeah. that people will challenge it under the under. It's the already passed, rights. though. It's already passed. Yeah. passed. yeah, even though it's passed, it's already passed. But for me, it's like you can still challenge they it can, under they the can, human rights. Yeah, they can change things in the bill, right? Yeah, because even if you even if you pass a law, it doesn't mean that you can't justify your your human rights. You know, your right to you know life, your right to enjoyment, your right to you know freedom, family life, all that stuff. So yeah. though they pass this law, you can still argue in terms of human rights. Actually, that's breaching my human rights. I just think it's going to be, I think, yeah, we're probably going to see a case where this becomes, a, a, they're going to try and deport somebody and it's going to become a big like human rights case. But I think the people that are going to be impacted by this are not necessarily going to know their human rights. And actually like, like, like Windrush, we'll probably, it'll probably be quite like quiet de- deportations happening mm. before we even know. And probably then happened. It, it's, it's probably it's happened. Probably already happened. Well, I yeah. Know. They, they, it's probably already happening. So yeah. I, I see it as this: it's happened. They, you know, they've already done it, but they've made it legal now in order to kind of protect themselves from people, kind of, um, you know, tribunals and that retribution from the community. So I'm sure they've already done it because I know that there's something that they do anyway. That when they when people commit crimes and they're British, they will strip them of their citizenship anyway. So that's something mm, that they will do. Okay. So now to enforce it and make it as law. 
it's easier for them to justify it and say actually well you know we've been doing this and now they can't have any backlash on people because it's officially you know within the legislation and stuff so i just think it's just disgusting really but then that's why we need to be careful of how people are presented aesthetically like boris johnson and you know because it doesn't it takes a lot to pass a bill in terms of law it has mm. to go through so many parameters yes. before you pass it so he's sitting there messing up his hair and doing all of that it's all distractions and we really need to be focusing on what's going on behind that mm. i mean the, the guy is if you look at the guy's um cv he has literally climbed from being an mp to mayor to the prime minister of the uk so there is there is a certain level of intelligence that needs to be there in order for you yeah. to be able to do your job. But the question is, do you have the right ethics? Probably not. And do you have the right um, like sort of uh, bigger picture of how your kind of actions and uh, will affect your what your legacy is basically? Yeah, um, and nobody has complete autonomy. In politics, you don't have complete autonomy to do your role. So even if you are more ethically, like morally inclined to do right, you've got all these people behind you that are going to be you know, protesting that you've got to make mm -hmm. certain decisions and you're going to have to do some really risky or risque stuff and really kind of like unethical things. So you find that they try to balance it out. They do really unethical things and then they pass a bill or whatever that seems, oh, you know, they seem okay now. And then they do, do something really outrageous. So mm -hmm. I feel like no one fully has like autonomy in their role when it comes to politics, when it comes to, you know, royalty, when it comes to like any kind of like status like that. Yeah, you're, you know, you, 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 you just, you just don't, you just don't and it's, yeah. So that's, that's just mad. That so Bojo is going to have another, another, because yeah, he's got two of his current very young wife, right? So, um, yeah, she just had a baby the other day. I was like, what? So they had a son, I think last year in this year she had another baby. She was, uh, um, yeah, I don't think I even knew she was pregnant, but I was like, okay, I was like, okay. Shout out to her. I mean. <laughs> so how many kids has he got now? Should be about seven. Seven, I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think you're right, Nick. I think it's seven, isn't it? Yeah, Six or seven. Seven, seven yeah. known known children. Yeah. Imagine being no. found out that you're his un, like the one he doesn't want to claim. Are you happy or sad about that? Because I, it depends on what he's done in the papers that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I'd be fine with with people not knowing that he's my dad. Like, <laughs> all right with that information. <laughs> but um, then again, <clears throat> if he's my dad and I can get all the benefits that you peasants don't get. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk to you guys again. I'll be like, sorry, my dad's come to get me. <laughs> I'm going to number 10 now. <laughs> he does though, I think he's got kids. I think he's definitely got more kids than, than we, than we know, know about. And yeah. I think they probably are well looked at. Like financially, there's money there. Like you, mm -hmm. mum, be quiet, sit down. I'll put, I'll put the kid through Ethan, no worries. He's got, baby moms. He's got baby mums. He's got baby mums. Plural. This is the country. Do you yeah, think do you think you you can have a bad private life and have a good leadership in business or in politics? Or do you think that thing is blurred? I think that it comes to it comes down to personal integrity. And I think, so everybody was saying, you know, Boris Johnson, like he can still run the country and, you know, his private life is very private. But actually, 
if you don't even have integrity in your private life, how do you have integrity in your business and public life? How do you have how do you have that? It's a it's a question of integrity. And the fact that there's kids popping up, you've cheated on this wife, you've got baby mum's hair, you've got a love child hair. What? It's not it's not actually acceptable what you're doing. But everyone's turning turning a blind eye because he looks a bit scruffy and he makes like and he's funny to laugh at. Okay. When you're deported, when you're on the, the plane, will you be laughing? <laughs> Who's laughing then? Who's what laughing then? Oh my god. Who's laughing then? Huh? True. All right. Okay, so Boris is gonna have a baby. What what else? What's another prediction? Another prediction. Oh good question. Um, I'm predicting that. Oh no. I don't know if I won't even do celebrities because I'm just thinking to myself. <laughs> it becomes true. <laughs> I'm predicting there'll be another variant. I mean, yeah, cool. yeah there will be. Cool. Yeah. Well, after the Amarian, Amarian variant. Amarian. Yeah. The next one will be, now the next one will be the J-Bug the variant. J-Bug and what's the rest of them? <laughs> Lil Fizz, Lil Fizz variant. The Raspi variant. The Raz, I don't, I would not want to catch the Raspi variant. The Raz B variant. Raz B yeah, variant. That sounds mad. Oh that sounds like a good, a cool twenty day isolation. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a full blown like pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> you lot are awful. You I guys are, are, yeah. I love. I used to love B two K. Like B two K. Like you know what? That bump, bump, bump video in the Ooh. red killed me every time. Like, even now, as an adult, actually, hold on. Okay. I'm just hoping that I'm just hold thinking on. about. You do your, your, your words wisely. Don't get cancelled. Yeah, yet. I was like, hold on, like, yeah, obviously I was young. Okay, yeah, so we must be around the same age. Anyway, even now when I read now, now when I was like, what? I'm like, did R. Kelly like, write that song? Oh, oh. R. Kelly. Listen, that's why it's a banger. Twice really? a that's why it was. That was. That's why it was. Because he wrote quite piece. a lot of BTK songs. Yeah. Oh wait. Mm. Um, can I ask a question? question? Sorry, I've, got to, I've got to Google it. Sorry, carry on okay. talking. I need to know. Oh, I think he did write it. That was a tune. The, the production definitely sounds like him. Yes. Yeah, the trumpet. The trumpet. Yeah. <gasps> it was him. He wrote it. <laughs> he wrote it. No, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about. Oh, you know, right. like the pipe pipe on. He always does those like little. Um, Kelly R. Kelly wrote and produced the hit song Bump 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 for B2K, which peaked at number one okay. for a week straight. Kelly also wrote and produced two more songs for the group, um, What a Girl Wants and Girlfriend. Oh, I need a girlfriend. So you guys, are you officially are you not listening to R. Kelly's songs that he sings? Or are you add into that list everything he's written. It's so the line is too blurred. Like so many artists. So many. Like, all the I think he's even written for Celine good. Dion. Exactly. <gasps> yeah. So yes, he has. He has. He's written for ma- majority of the artists. That, you know, he's written for so many people, and it's so difficult to write off. Music is so entrenched in us. It's yeah. so difficult to like wipe that you know part of you where you're like actually you know because i've got like i was on my playlist last time I was, and this is really uh-huh. good Kelly song and i was like no nah, like, he's written songs uh, for michael jackson he, honestly yeah. 
He's so, he's just ingrained himself so much in black culture. In the black culture. It's so yeah. hard. Why? My yeah. thing is, I don't listen to R. Kelly's voice. I'm not listening to R. Kelly's voice. Yeah. I'm, in my head, that's how I can do it. So if I hear R. Kelly, even a feature, I can't. But as long as I can, I can, I can listen to that because I, I probably listen to them. I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. But I don't want to hear R. Kelly. So I don't want to hear I, I'm the Pied Piper. Next. Okay, Google. No, do you know what? He was flagrant. He said, "Look, I'm gonna do it." No, no, no. Yeah, Pied Piper. Yeah, yeah. He was flagrant with it. And do you know, for me, I don't like my villains to be that villainous. I'm gonna need like a dash of redemption somewhere, okay? Never. Because he said he tried. He tried to have his redemption, and he was like, "I'm fighting for my life." Yeah, I just I can't, I can't, and it's so funny because there was one album and I cannot remember the life of me what it was called. It was like Black and Red, I think it was called R. Kelly. And I know there was like a lot of references to like God at that point in his life, and I was just thinking, mm. I was wondering what he was going through that he was referring so much to God at that point. But mm. then after that, it just went, you know, obviously Pied Piper and. Remix, you know, ignition and all this stuff with beep beep toot toot and boot hoot and all that madness. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I think Jay, you're so right, Jay, is not having him because a kid, like, it, my house is like a house of music, right? So I used to listen to music so much. He's one of the artists that I've never actually played in this house, and the kids wouldn't not really recognize his music. So I'm really kind of trying to be mindful of stuff that I listen to. I mean, I'll listen to hardcore, like hip hop, around the children. Mm. Um, you know, obviously try to like to get the non explicit version, but like him as an artist, it's so difficult because you know I believe I can fly. There's all these really like commercial tracks that you think, yeah, you just want to sing that. But then you're like, I can really back to fly to prison because that's where you are now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the bit about I believe I can fly that sucks is the bit where he goes at the end, hum, hum, hum. Yes. Like, oh. Perfect, you know, gospel sounding music. Absolutely. These times he was out here. Uh-uh. Wild. A shame. What, what a disgusting shame. Man. Wait, so if he comes to Christ, you guys are all three Christians I'm speaking to here. So yeah. R. Kelly finds God um, like that rapper John Gabbana who's turned his life around. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. yeah. If he turns his life around and decides to become a very staunch follower of Christ, who you guys also follow, um, what are you saying? Are you still not listening to his music? That's a conversation for him and, and Christ. And God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you, you have to remember the songs were made at a time where he wasn't. And the songs are in reference to um, him messing around with younger girls. So if he comes to Christ, that's completely separate. Yeah, you can yeah. You'll listen to those songs you, you after to, that. You have to separate the two. But then you think about for, I think for me, I'm not a victim. So I can easily just make a judgment and say, oh, I can brush it off or I can like, you know, I have that freedom where I can be like, yeah, you know, so, you know, so far so good or like I'm not involved. But for the victims, it must be incredibly challenging because even though he sought repentance in God, what he's done, the long lasting effect on them will be permanent. So it's for like them as, you know, the victims, I don't want to call them victims, survivors, survivors of that situation. I would, I would feel for them, you know, because they, you know, it depends on where you are. Like you said, Jess, you know, that was the past and this is now. Similarly to um, 
Kanye, like if you listen to Kanye's stuff, you know, his Kanye's stuff is really hardcore. Like he's got some really explicit stuff, but now he's coming to Christ as a very, very different dynamic. It's a really different feel. But I'm- But I, you know I, what? I none of Kanye's Kanye songs stuff. were him talking, none of Kanye's songs were him talking about molesting young girls. That's the thing, isn't it? Yes, but you think from a perspective of hip hop, you think of it from a perspective of a hip hop artist, you still there's still a lot of things that they they promote there's still a lot of things that they say and do and are very very explicit so even if it's not with the intent of like abuse or manifestation you know can you write off what he's done previously now and say actually now he's a christian you know i'm not going to ignore all the you know kanye's still playing his hits his top hips in his concert so he, as well as doing the gospel stuff he's yeah. still you know he's still bringing in that music so it's not coming he doesn't see it as now, obviously, he doesn't see it as that separate, although he's really promoting the, the gospel and the Christian music. He's still kind of bringing in the old stuff, but not the, the real explicit stuff, the kind of well-known commercial, more commercial tracks that are a bit more child-friendly. But Kanye, but Kanye, no, as much as Kanye is absolutely wild and going through all the mental health and saying wild things all the time, um, Kanye's not a criminal. And I think the, the problem is R. Kelly is a criminal. And R. Kelly is not a repentant criminal. He's not, he's not, he hasn't come out and said, I'm guilty, I need help, yeah. I'm sorry. He's still actually saying that he's yeah. an innocent man and he's yeah. firing his PR team and he's firing lawyers and doing all this nonsense. So for, if, if R. Kelly turned around tomorrow and said, okay, I've given my life to Christ, mm-hmm. I, I think there's such a lack of trust I don't think I would be able to be like, okay, you know, he's repented because he hasn't demonstrated at all that, that he's yeah. been remotely yeah. sorry there, for what he's done. There, yeah. there was a story um, years ago that I heard about this um, this woman that was, I think the man, uh, a, a man raped her um, and was subsequently charged. Um served his sentence and then I think at some point he found Christ and out of that he went he I think he either ran into the woman or he searched for the woman I can't remember but this was many many years past um and when he saw her recognized her got on his hands literally at that point got on his hands and feet and begged for her forgiveness and she said she let it go she forgave him I I can't remember if they went as far as um, going on to do work with each other mm. to like to talk about sexual abuse. I think that's what happened. I, I feel like I story, saw but... a TED talk of that. Was it a Oyimbo lady? Yeah, yeah. I think I saw that. I think they went on to work with each other. Yeah, that's really powerful. I feel like I feel like that's awesome. I don't want to talk for all survivors, but. I feel like as a survivor, that's kind of what you want. You want them to say sorry. You want them to be yeah. genuine, genuine yeah. in terms of them, you know, because I think of myself, for, for example, and I think to myself, all I actually wanted was an apology. Like, yeah. just say you're sorry and just, just explain to me that actually I did what I did. It was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I've had, I've had the, the, the toughest thing about forgiveness is when you're forgiving some, somebody who hasn't actually shown any remorse for what they've done. Mm-hmm. And they actually, den- they deny your experience. They deny mm-hmm. what they've done to you and the impact and the effect that it's had on your lifestyle. So much so that your, your choices are so down to like the trauma that you've experienced and you're kind of going fighting this battle day to day 
while they're there just sitting there, you know, wherever they are. And prison for me is freedom. And you know why I say that? Because yeah. they don't have to deal with the backlash that you have to deal outside of that. Like yeah. as a survivor, when you know that that person's there and then you're having to deal with all the gossip and, and people coming around saying whatever they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, it, we get, it's really, really difficult. So I think for yeah. him, he has a freedom there because he's somewhat protected whilst he's in there. Mm. Whilst as us survivors, we have to go through a lifetime of healing and, and forgiveness and hope and just hope that we can repair our life, do that reparative work. So I mm. absolutely agree. I don't think he's, there's any sort of remorse, there's no sincerity. And the fact that you as a perpetrator can ask your victim for forgiveness is, is really, really touching. It really, really is mm. because actually, we, you know, we, we, I, we all sin and I guess there's level to, levels to sin, you know, I'm not saying what people do, oh, it's right, but I think for me, if you can come forward and say that you're sorry and you know, it's been playing on your conscience, then I, I respect that as opposed to kind of denying the whole existence of the experience that you've had. And that's how you have to get by in life. And that's why these people justify what they do because mm. they don't have to think about yeah. the further you are from God, the further you are from God, the less, the less likely you're going to have that 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 conscious, you know, yeah. think of like trying to, you know, repair things and 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 wanting to kind of like seek forgiveness. The closer you get to God, the more you get that kind of healing. I think, yeah, I think it's, it's just mad. It's mad. Yeah. They're, they're free. He's free now. He's enjoying this. But like, I'm sorry. He's, he's doing he's concerts. He's doing life. concerts for money. He's doing concerts in prison. I'm making it up, but I'm I'm sure it's likely true. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if he's having a good time in there. I think he got he got attacked, wasn't he? Didn't he get attacked? And so they did he get attacked? Him. I think so. I think I read an article on that somebody like they attacked him, so he had to be like moved. And then his lawyer, I think, then his lawyer quit. So actually, our Kelly's world is falling apart, but it should have fallen. It should have fallen apart a long time ago. So actually, good. The, the people that have collectively like worked with him to allow this, to say, huh? no. This stuff is only sustainable, and the way I see it, and when you when it comes to abuse, abuse is only sustainable if you have common dominate, uh, denominators in it, and if you yeah. have people facilitating it. There's no way on earth you will be able to facilitate that by abuse yeah. to that extent on your own. Because in the documentary, to- you see it. In the documentary, they say they're like, "Oh, um, have you not watched the documentary?" Um, R. Kelly? Yeah, no. I- Oh, it's, it's a good it's, watch, S, honestly. It's a tough watch, though. It's a tough watch, yeah. Trigger warning. Definite trigger warning. Yeah. Um, but his, like, tour manager, like, like the girls will say, like, his, you know, tour manager, like, came to get me or the, whoever it is, you know, was booked me a flight. And so, like, his assistant would do. So everybody was, was involved. And I think everybody should go down. I think there's so many people who Absolutely. should be in prison with him. What's the difference between him and Epstein, though? Like, what's the difference between what R. Kelly did and what Epstein did? Because, yes, R. Kelly was like... Oh, I can give you that answer. R. Kelly is... He's unfortunately black. And he's not (laughs) as rich or as smart as Epstein. Because as far as I'm aware, I mean, R. Kelly didn't finish high school, but Epstein just finished high school. I don't think he went to college, if if I remember correctly. Um, he definitely didn't have a teacher. Can't read, isn't it? He can't read or um, R. Kelly couldn't read. Yeah, no, he was doing everything phonetically um, with like recording tapes. That's why he was recording stuff so much. The documentary actually talks about that. Mm-hmm. It, it does a good job of trying to create a balanced story of his childhood, so you can understand yeah. where why he might have. He's like his was he molested? Was him? Was he and his brother molested? Yeah, he was. Yeah, was it by the sister or something? 
It was by an auntie. I don't auntie. think it was by, by just one person, if I'm not mistaken. Multitude of people. Well, yeah, I it, was, it was his brother, and his brother makes like an appearance in the documentary. And yeah. What like like what's the like like and it's very. It's just all very bold. Like it was all no very emotion. strange. Like there was no. It was like oh yeah, well people said that, but you know you need to know. Like it was so, it was such a weird. I still I see I see how R Kelly is is R Kelly. Like it, yeah. it it all makes sense as to why R Kelly has the behaviors and has done the things that he has done because yeah, yeah he wasn't like molested and oh and I think the brother was like well you know you can't be molested if you're if you're a boy or said something like you know well you know or like or like maybe suggest that he enjoyed it or something that was very 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 off very off very wrong but said it so casually and you just think look at this look at me look what you've made when he said he'd marry his mum i was like where where did we how did we get here these incestuous relationships yeah it's just it just makes you feel like you or it's crazy because you were obviously born with this gift everything in your life was to stop you from being a good singer songwriter or even being able to be a global superstar so you're naturally inclined to be successful and you just chose mess every time. I was going to use every that word. Time. Every time you could. It was, choose it was his sister. It was his it was sister. His sister. <laughs> it was his sister. Where is she now? Absolutely mad. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. People have got to be held accountable, and I think that's the thing. We focus so much on the person who does the physical act, but less on the people that facilitated it. And to be honest with you, if they hadn't facilitated it how common would it have been that he would have just had access to all these young girls and all these young people? You know, there is a whole network of people. It's really so prolific that there needs there needs to be more done. And I think, unfortunately, the law is not great when it comes to like that side of like abuse. And that's right, I find sexual abuse as well, because if it's gangs, they'll say to you, okay, if you're an accessory and so on and so forth, that you can go down. But if it's abuse, like sexual abuse, like actually everybody who are accessories and actively, you know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. A pigeon just flew into my, you said- um, my window. Sorry, I don't know what happened there. Pigeons are going mad. Pigeons are going mad. Clearly this, the R. Kelly talk is, is affecting everyone. It's the end of the like, The pigeons are falling out of the sky. <laughs> no, no, let me not. Let me not. <laughs> My predictions said, what do you do? The world will come to an end. No, 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 no. People. He Sorry, said the that pigeon flew into, my, flew into my window. I feel like that pigeon blew, uh, like believed he could fly, but he literally couldn't because... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he took his whole conversation so deep, like, like what? Sometimes you're eavesdropping and you're not supposed to. And you're like, bang the wall, you're like, oh. I don't need that. Like, I thought... No, don't make me laugh. Um, that's it. Is that R. Kelly carrier pigeon? You better watch out because you get an email saying, Watch your back. Wait, email me then. Email me then. Um, just don't send me the pigeons to come and bang into my window because that actually scared me. Um, I have a prediction for 2022. Yes, Tristan will have another baby. <laughs> You'll probably have two. You'll probably have another two babies. Tristan will have another baby, and, and Chloe will have a baby. Chloe will have a baby. I think she will. Yeah. I think she will. Whether it be by you know means of with a man or without one, I feel like. And what about Rihanna? Do you think Rihanna will have a baby? No. No. I don't, no. I don't get a sense of Rihanna. I think she's enjoying life right now. 
Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's enjoying life. 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 She worked hard. She wants to. I, I, I do you think she'll come to... back? Do you think she'll do music? No, leave this girl. No, no. no. she works. She's not. She not think she will. She's no. she's releasing she's rich. Album. She does it. Huh? This was releasing a, a Caribbean inspired album. Ah, okay. At Is some it? point. Nice. Yeah. I would be surprised. I'd be pressure. The pressure's too much now though, because like everyone's like you know Rihanna new album new album new album and like as an artist if you're a perfectionist I'm sure that's just like no they can wait well the thing is artists like these days can afford to not drop albums like they did back in the day you remember like every year like you would have a yeah. new album that was yeah. that was like when music was at its bliss like I didn't have to wait two three years to hear a new album from somebody now because of the streaming and like how popular that is you can like wait, like you're waiting like four or five like years for another album. And because we're listening through all the albums, like their previous albums through streaming, you know, there's not that kind of like missing, you know, that artist and stuff like that. So I feel like times is just so different. Because back in the day, you could not get away. If, you, if, if you're releasing an album five years later, guess what? you're cancelled at that point. Like no, everyone thinks you're gone. Like you're no longer, yeah. no one would, everyone, you would be forgotten about. But these days it's like just a norm now. Um, but yeah, new music would be interesting. I guess like she she's diversified so much mm. that she doesn't need to do music. No. Fenty yeah. a billion a billion dollar um, corporation. Yeah, she don't need to lift a finger again. She no, can she release doesn't. one song a year over twelve years, and then that's her album. Yeah, and the best best that's hits. Rihanna's best, best hits. hits. Yeah. yeah. And I don't that's want to it. leave her alone, man. Honestly, like I, I, I don't get a sense of Rihanna, but I rate her. I rate, I rate yeah. her. I fully rate her, but I don't get much of a sense of her. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I never met her. Um, but I feel like you and Rihanna will be good friends, Jordan. Do you think? Yeah, I think you guys have got complementing personalities. I think it'll, she'll be a, a fun night out. I think it'll be a fun night out. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But let, let that girl do what she's doing. Who, who's she with? ASAP, Rocky. Hey, you said ASAP. <laughs> it's ASAP, babes. ASAP, Rocky. And. Uh, do you not like ASAP? She said, I'm not. Here. With ASAP, okay? Stay <laughs> there with ASAP. Enjoying your time. Enjoy, enjoy your life. Yeah, leave her alone. Leave her alone. Um, I'm making a personal prediction. I'm meeting John Boyega this year. I'm meeting John Boyega. Amen. 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 It's been like two years now. Just meet him already. Like, we're tired. Just just make it happen. Well, hold on. If if the police come back and this is the evidence they use for her stalking case, I want to... For for finding her in in his bush. (laughs) They said said your, your friends encouraged you and helped you, nay, helped you make a plan to break into this poor man's mansion. And she's... She's wearing a full dooku and ready to be like, John, it's me. I predicted this would happen. Um, On the record, I will say that I will not stalk him. It will be a good, it will be like a meeting in passing mm. catch, and we'll catch some jokes. That's how I'm seeing it. Um, preferably not in his bushes, um, maybe like in a public space because I won't be stalking him. Yeah. yeah. That, could, that could really happen. I hope, I hope so. That's my, that's my little prediction for 2022 for myself. I think yeah yeah mm. okay mm. i see it happening what about you guys any personal predictions for 2022 um i think i'm going to be a more content version of myself 
God. And I, I think that is will be the root of lots of other things that I've been putting off happening as well. Um, so, and I think a, a second part of that comes with just forgiving people for stuff that's happened because I, I'm coming to the new conclusion that the power doesn't come in waiting for them to acknowledge their wrongdoing. It comes in you saying, okay, we have to move on regardless. Hmm. So yeah, that's my thing. I think this year I want to do this year I want to do therapy. You know, I think I want to try it. I've been thinking about it for a while, and not not because there's anything like major happening in your my life, but I just feel like. Well, there doesn't have to be, and I think this is a a big like misconception of therapy that there has to be like you have to be in breakdown to to go and seek a therapist. Actually, it's it's good that you're at a space where you're like, I don't think I need, you know, to, there's nothing majorly going wrong, but let me just go and like have a chat with a therapist and see, you know, and check in. Mm. I think it's, it's, a, it's a good space to do that. Mm. Um, I have a great therapist. If you want her details, I can absolutely pass them on. Oh, I think you told me about her before. Mm. Yeah. Send her, send her, send her through. Yeah. Send her through. I will. Yeah. I will. Yeah. You're you're so you're so good at organizing, compartmentalizing your feelings and emotions. You don't know. Maybe you I think don't. that's. I think I'm too good. I think that's my issue. I'm too good at compartmentalizing how I deal with deal with stuff and process stuff. That yeah. you you end up not um, kind of living through that feeling and processing that feeling properly because you compartment. You compartmentalize it to focus on what you need to get done mm. and it can I think it can be a gift and a curse I think it can be a gift in the sense that you can push through but it can also work hinder you in that you yeah. don't process um I guess you don't pro- process trauma or you don't process things that happen to you because your natural instinct is to compartmentalize it and deal with it later and might later might never come mm. yeah 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 funny that is one of the reasons like that was one of the reasons why I got into therapy um or sought therapy initially because I was like I don't I don't think I process emotions the way that I should do or in in a helpful way Mm. and like and like like literally because you know why like why are you here like what do you want to achieve I was like I don't feel like I process emotions in like a helpful way I don't think I really process them um by the end of the sessions all the emotions were being processed. I don't really? know. It's so like it's so helpful to have somebody kind of reflect back to you what you're saying and then give you give you the questions to really explore it out, like to really pull it out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's so helpful. Yeah. I think I think definitely this year, like I've been thinking about it a lot of, of over December. And I think next year I definitely want to be a lot more intentional about myself as opposed to for example work or career do you get what I mean like be more intentional about how you're developing yourself personally spiritually emotionally you know physically all those kind of things um yeah yeah I think that that's that's mine that's a really nice kind of goal I guess that is a nice goal. Mm. Can, can I add that I'd like to be less dramatic about things? What, what makes you think you're dramatic about things? Oh, I'm dramatic. I'm dramatic about stuff. Cheryl can attest to this. I have, lo- 
Maybe that's why Cheryl doesn't get space to be emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I fill the room with all of my feelings. Like I feel a lot. I feel a lot and, um, and then I will go and sit down and I will break up everything that I've just experienced. And I'm, I'm like, I wonder if it means this or if it's this and like just overanalyzing stuff. So I, I, I hope to be less dramatic about how things no, Maybe it's not so dramatic that I'm like, cause there's nothing wrong with feeling feelings. No, and there's like, nothing wrong with feeling yeah. feelings. <laughs> I mean, let's not get into a therapy session, but there's not, not all at the same time, maybe, I think. Mm. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be sending you my therapist detail as well. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think 2022, yeah, I think it's going to be a good year. I think I'm going to yeah, do a big prediction, but I'm not going to say it because I'll, I'll do it in my private time. Okay. 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 Happening. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for us. I think, and and so, what's the prediction for the, the podcast? What do you think the pod, Where do you think the podcast will be? Uh, December 2022. What what would we have done? I would love to see us get like some endorsements and really like start our own kind of brand of like makeup or whatever it is, or just have like something just to like really just like expand like from a business perspective. Um, because I feel like this platform is just so, it's an amazing platform to have. And I think, you know, obviously we are coming from a faith-based background. And I definitely feel like we can kind of um, like promote ourselves in terms of like business opportunities. So I would love to see like endorsements and stuff and our own kind of like branded t-shirts and makeup and whatever it might be. Um, but I definitely, yeah, that side of it is is exciting and I feel like God is bringing us places that we probably wouldn't even imagine and I think we're kind of we're not fame seekers like naturally we do this because you know there's no kind of um, financial um, you know um, remuneration for what we're doing we do it because we want to kind of mm. get the message out there to, to to our to our fans and but I, I definitely feel like in doing so and being so humble that we will have opportunities that will come to us that will be like, oh my gosh, like this is just amazing. Like God has worked wonders. Mm. Um, and it will, you know, allow us to be financially sustainable and really build a brand in what we're doing. So that's where I see us in the next year. Do you know what's what it's funny what you just said about not being um fame seekers? Because you're right, I don't think any of us particularly are looking for fame. Like I shy away from that. Putting yourself yeah. on Instagram is difficult. Like I was speaking to someone the other day, um, who, um, someone that we both, or I was speaking to someone about someone that we both know, who is, was doing very well as an influencer, mm. extremely well. She just started, but she built up such momentum that she was getting all sorts of brands sending her stuff to try on that kind of stuff, um. And she's taken a step back because she said it was, the pressure was too much. The pressure to always present yourself as perfect, the pressure to always look good, um, to constantly post content. Like I have to take my hats off to the people that constantly post content because it is challenging. Yeah, shout out to Jordan for running our Instagram. 
yeah shout out to Jordan because I get tired like I'm such an overthinker Mm. I'm such an overthinker and a perfectionist that it takes me so long to organize my thoughts to put stuff out Mm. that's not your natural character though you are such a go-getter you can if I can if I say something she'll be like this is how it should be done put it together like this Mm. yeah but I don't think social media is my forte okay why why is it is it because I think it's the perfection. It's because I think social media gives the the, the pretense that everything is perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, I think that's the hard part of it. That if you if you're if we're aiming for perfection, it make the pressure is real. The mm. pressure is very real. I can understand what your your um, your influencer was saying because it is absolutely wild to think that you're that there's this kind of like online space where everything is perfect mm. yeah. Um, yeah if anything I think 2022 I'll definitely be pushing like with my content with my personal content like the more more about the imperfection of it all because it, it's not nothing can be perfect that's true nothing can that's be true. perfect and actually if we're if we're, we're striving for the perfection nothing gets done yeah mm. exhaustion Ill, mental health like it's just exhausting in every angle I, I I agree with Shez. I just I, I I mean I can't even turn on the TV to be honest with you because I'm so like not in tune with what's going on like currently. I try to kind of dip into reality, like dip into what's going on, but then I realise that this is so there's so many falsehoods that even what you think is real, is, yeah. you know, is not real. So it's just so, and then my deep thinking just gets the best of me. So I'd rather just stay away from it. I just keep out of it. And then the funny thing is I read my, I was reading my Bible app and it gave me statistics about, statistics about my kind of like reading how often I've read the Bible. And it was like 324 days out of the year that I've read the Bible. Wow. And I wow. Oh my goodness me. I didn't, I, and I thought, no, because I swear I've missed days for that. And I, well, obviously I have, but then, that's how isolated I am as a person like I'm just in la la and I'm like in my own land like I just I don't so we agree can't talk to we can't talk to you about the new insecure episode can you because you don't even know I don't even know all I know is, is. it was an attachment style I can say that <laughs> I, am, I cannot tell anybody and if, when you guys told me but it's quite exciting for me because I'm not you learn it of, through us like, like in an earthly mode I mean like constantly in this like meditative spiritual mode place when you guys told me stuff it's actually quite nice to hear it I quite yeah. like being told what's going on because actually it's nice to come from people that you know and you trust and you love and stuff as opposed to kind of like filtering out because my I feel like my I know my limitations with my brain right mm. and how I am as like being of like a philosophical thinker so I just I can only take so much and retake take so much information um in terms of like the worldly order of stuff and then I just have to deal with my stuff <laughs> and yeah. so yeah it's, it's, it's hard the thing is I rate it Esther I know that like I make jokes about you know, like not watching like Netflix shows or not being like in the know, but I, I I really I rate it because sometimes I will be I will go so down a rabbit hole like I'll spend a day like I'll binge something then I'll go to bed and I'll spend like half an hour on TikTok then yeah. I'll like it and it will just be like distracting you know, and there's so much going on because yeah. I'm just taking so much in and actually actually I'm gonna take a leaf out of your book um <laughs> maybe have some days where I do like a bit of a a bit of a detox maybe or a day when I don't do social media stuff um mm. 
but it is so, it is so 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 but there's just so much going on there's just so much going on <laughs> you it's guys so tell happens. me i feel like we should have like wait a guys tell, a tell esther hour like you guys gotta tell me what's going on the whole episode is like what's the whole episode is tell esther every yeah. day <laughs> tell esther, you know every day is tell esther because esther doesn't know what's going on I'm like years behind on stuff like months and months and months behind on stuff and then I catch up with it I'm like oh okay cool then I'm back into my shell then I'm like okay I'm 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 okay like I'm okay with just having little dribs of what people are saying is reality the news politics and media and then I go back into my shell so I'm very kind of introverted in in just my in my thinking I guess I just I know I'm a process I need to process stuff so. I always think it's interesting what's important to people because you'll speak to people and they've they've not even heard that uh, Ari and Money Baggio even exist. But then there's other people where that that kind of news is their absolute world. I'm, mm. I was talking to my friend in New Zealand. She was telling me some stuff that was happening there, and I was like, "Oh, do you know what? Outside of whatever I surround myself with, people have completely different lives, and mm. they don't care." what has happened in your sphere or they just don't know enough to don't know who yeah mm. have an opinion but this, on is, but this is why social media is so dangerous because we all think that we, we we've got similar timelines or we've got yep. similar needs and actually we don't and yep. actually, and this is one of the reasons you know going back to brexit and, and thinking about all that has gone on with brexit this is why brexit was such a shock to people because we thought well you know i i voted to to remain i'm a remainer ramona um and so, so what I thought that the information that I thought I was taking in, every I thought everybody was taking in, and actually mm, my not. timeline is very different to clearly half of the country's timelines. Yep. You need you need to watch the show on Netflix about this. And Which I one? cannot. The return of twenty twenty one. That one. Oh, the no, social dilemma. A... The social dilemma. Yeah, social dilemma is all about that. Social di- social dilemma is all about how. Um, our phone providers and our network providers and whoever deals with the content that comes into our phone mm. is all tailored to our usage. That's why they thrive off cookies because mm. that they push the content that it, it takes one thing for you to click on. And then all of a sudden you'll start, um, they'll start pushing that line. That's why you get a lot of conspiracy theorists that yeah. absolutely believe in totality what they're seeing because their whole platform whether it's Facebook Instagram the news that they're receiving is geared to they've they've clicked on one thing or even said one thing because how many times have we said something all of a sudden Instagram pushing it like yeah hey honestly we were talking about building an outhouse in the garage in, in the garden like a fully insulated outhouse I know. I kid you not. A few hours later, I go on my Instagram. They're promoting it. I didn't search for it. It happens all the time. No, thank you. No. Oh my it's, lord. It's scary. It's scary. And I was speaking to. I remember I went on this speed dating thing ages ago. It was terrible. I'm not going to go into that. But one of the guys I spoke to was actually um, um, a, a, a web a cyber cyber security. Mm. into cyber security and he was like the only way um people don't listen to what you're saying is if you physically hide your phone in your cupboard 
that's the mm-hmm. only way or you have your old like you know those 33 tens and the Nokia yeah. ones where it would just never dies yeah, yeah. Mm. that's the only that's the only way they are not listening to your conversations and with the metaverse that's coming because that's oh. you know, for real mate you, you, they, when they said that you can start they're going to start doing meetings in a metaverse i was like you can have a wedding they're going to do start doing weddings that is not wild to me because That's... we literally watched the matrix we all unanimously agreed that this stuff is a little bit uh, oh they're doing too much they're trying to lock you in and then mm. everyone just like over the next 20 years between the matrix one and four just did it anyway are they fantastic or is this always how it was going to be and we have no choice and we just stick to it you know because there's obviously always end in disaster but yet you're still you lot are still pushing through all right yeah they always end in disaster. like there's always an absolute like there's a war there's some sort of disaster i don't know the, the, the earth almost stops spinning like there's always some madness but what we're gonna do is continue to push technology so far that who knows who knows in 20 years time what it's gonna what it's gonna look like absolutely and the thing is if you look at everything in totality there's so many you it's dangerous to look at things that's happening in isolation Mm. when you look at everything that's happened in totality like um uh the the fact that we just talked about people listening to your phones next year they're, they're talking about um uh, or it's already started you can get chips now implanted in your arm which holds mm-hmm. a certain amount of data yeah. they've started they've now um releasing robots that can basically function by themselves like if you look at all of these things happening in totality it's quite scary yeah 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 I, I wish I could sit down with like one of the scientists and ask them why like why so just because we have the technology just because we have the technology do we do we need to utilize it in this way like is it mm. enough to say okay we we could build robots but actually um if we do build robots to I don't know do like manual labor what happens to the people on this planet who do that and yeah. are, are skilled to do that so if we build if we build you know robots who can now be cashiers in supermarkets what happens to that that labor like that labor market what happens the, the self-scan thing that came in a few years back is a perfect example of that yeah, yeah. because yeah, the yeah. self-scan thing in shops took away people's jobs because suddenly you don't need a hundred percent of your staff that you've got, you no. could go down to yeah. about fifty or forty. Yeah, and yeah. they, and they you say to you that it's cheap. It's cheaper if they have a self scan because then what you is? get the um, uh, you get passed over on the discounts. That's not technically true because inflation means that the price things are going to go up anyway. You wouldn't feel any discounts, so there were. Plus, nobody is obliged to give you any discounts. They can just keep the prices as they are. And yeah. They- you're paying less people there's less staff so you're you're saving money in in it's it's all it's all being driven by capitalism because you're paying less money yeah of course you have and i think there's less there's more issues you see if you're dependent on technology to be your driving force what you do when there's issues within the technology then who do you turn to 
because then you find exactly. yourself so self-service checkouts have the most the, the biggest problems day to day you can go there it's slow it doesn't check out an item you know there's so many complexities just trying to be in that aisle itself and then you realize actually if you go to the other side the other aisle that has like a you know um uh, to somebody doing like customer service and you can actually have that interaction the social interaction is really really key and they're kind of they're withdrawing that more and more now by introducing technology so it means actually social social interactions are going to be so limited and I feel like I'm almost preparing myself for like the way I'm just becoming so like isolated and introverted like naturally anyway it's like it's I see as people are not going to be able to have that accessibility to other people face to face it's going to be and if it's everything's done through via technology technology is going to also have its own problems but how do those those issues get rectified because then who do you turn to you don't go to another technology if i'm if i have my internet's down right then i've got to i would call my provider and actually my internet's down i wouldn't necessarily go to another like you know tech technological method to try and get that resolved if that makes any sense yeah it's like they're making it they're making it so that i know the self-service just like the self-service checkouts alone i'm already like no like i try to avoid it as much as possible if I, because but there, but there will always be one person there's always going to be basically what you've done is you've taken away say there was 10 cashier jobs you've taken away nine of them and then you have the one specialist who can deal with the technology so you've so nine jobs have gone nine yeah, yeah. jobs have gone and so there's always going to be people and, and it's funny because i was saying um to a friend of mine that actually i'm, I'm thankful for the industry that i'm in because you, you are always going to need people to help people yeah um, but if, but if having, were, if having we, said that, Jordan, what's happening now, uh, uh, even in your industry, because I was having, um, we had um, a talk about this maybe six months ago about artificial intelligence and how um, authority, local authorities and government are actually turning to artificial intelligence to, um, for data collection to rationalise data. So, for example, if you are a social worker, um you might have um some sort of system in place that um deciphers what cases you get given or who gets a higher priority the problem mm. with that is what happens is there's someone that needs to build that that system and if that person has intrinsic biases in them those biases that that person has is going to be filtered into that system so the system is going to not it might work for some people but it might might not work for others because a human still needs to build it mm. absolutely you know I mean? a flawed, like a flawed us as flawed people we're not going to have the, the the answers for everything and the fact that we're almost dependent on individuals to develop these systems which you know they don't have they don't have an answer for mm. every every like every issue that let's say that like, with the internet with social media they don't have an answer for everything you know, they've built these things and they're still, have, you know, update. you have to go through updates and, you know, like Shez was saying, there's these cookies and all that stuff because they're constantly trying to, like, review the systems that are in place. But like, it, like Shez says, if it's flawed, if it's biased, and if it's, like, one side, if, it, if it's... Th- th- that's just, like, our laws. Our laws are built on, on, on people that had their own kind of biases or supports a lot of criminal activity, white-collar crime... Yep sexual exploitation yeah. is actually written in our legislation because yeah. of the people that the legislators that actually you know put it in the first place even when you think about what we were talking about earlier with the immigration they've enforced this law which actually benefits you know probably you know them it doesn't yeah. benefit it doesn't benefit us it actually what it does is actually something it it ostracizes people 
it suppresses people. It's like, it's so oppressive. Um, and that's my concern with like, you know, technology, how oppressive technology can be on the mind, the soul, the brain and things like that. Like the kids don't, like the kids, they've got tablets, they never use it and their tablets are like always away because I'm trying to keep them away from even TV, like in our house, like it might be on, but they're not really, really watching TV. They're kind of like always running around because I still want them to have that element of their childhood where they understand that actually, I don't need to be sat here doing just one thing. I can be having that interaction with my own siblings. Can you imagine like being that, in the house? That, it's so important that, that. You, that you have caught on to that because my, my, my aunt's a teacher actually, and she says that there's some children in her class who speak with the strongest American accent <laughs> and they've never been to America. What? And it's the shows that they watch on, on their tablet. They have the strong American accent, use American lingo because of how much they use technology. Oh, that's nuts. Like, oh, and it's, and, 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 yeah, and I've interviewed a few children. I'm like, oh, where are you born? They're like, oh, like I'm born, I was, you know, I was born here. And the, I can hear the, 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 twang. the, the twang. And you're thinking, so I'm asking the parents, have you been to, have you lived in America before? No, no, no. We've lived here our whole lives. Okay. All right. I, I understand what's going on here. Technology clearly <laughs> is another parent in this house because why has your child got an accent, an American accent? Mm. Oh my god, that and that's Let's, crazy. Like the kids have crazy. the extent that you must be watching yeah. the programs because even though the kids being here, they're guessing the Canadian accent, but it's not for we've been here for what like you know four months going on five months now. But they live there, they, they live there, they live there, and they've got they they kind of get an accent, but it's not like fully, you know, like evolved, like they you know, totally. But then I think to myself watching tv has such an influence and impact on our children 100%. Um, it's it's like you just yeah i i yeah i minimize i'm you know i get judged for the way i am but you know what i'm kind of thankful <laughs> that i am it works out in the long run when, when they have social skills and and others others are, are struggling and it that's where it will work out um Let's what, if, what if everyone gets that bad social school and just adapts to the bad social skills and then your kids are the only kind of traditional social skills and everyone's <laughs> emotions like if you think about the way in which we was I, I will reference memes it's actually very silly because it's like I actually used to read books and now I'm using crazy face emoji like <laughs> and the thing I is mean, the emojis the emojis carry so much emotional weight to them. Like, <laughs> if I put a certain em- emoji, you know that I'm cheesed off. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even need to write in full sentences that I'm cheesed no. off. I just need to put an em- emoji. Just the eyes so, emoji doing that. It's thumbs up away. When you say something, yeah, the thumbs, the thumbs up is the most passive aggressive. You're a donut. Yeah. That is so pedantic. <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> okay. I can't. I literally can't. I think. You know, overall, when you think about <laughs> stuff that we, we grew up doing, stuff that we, you, you know, like Nick was saying, like reading and writing and stuff like that. Like even now, my writing has become typing. So now if I write for long periods of time with my hands, my hands yeah. are aching because yeah. I'm so used to typing and I'm using my fingertips and I'm not really like fully kind of using the muscles within my hands to the, yeah. to the capacity that I should then that means that long-term that's going to have more issues on our bodies because the fact yeah. that our screens have become our, you know, our go-to where it used to be our books. And then now it's like, 
you know, the diaries that we would write. And you know how extensive we had so much writing at school and writing, stuff like that. Yeah. The way we use our, like, our mental arithmetic, the mind, like that, that stuff is actually yeah. being taken away from us slowly, slowly, but surely we're not utilizing parts of our brain that we would, we're not even using parts of our body that we would even think like you know, being you in do you know what we need to do? Oh, the, the impact of COVID is, is a whole episode all by itself. Do you know what we need to do? We need to get somebody on the podcast like who is is very tech savvy to give us a bit of an, an, an insight into how things maybe are prog- progressing and like you know dispel some of the myths and give us some information because yeah, I think that's a whole yeah, by itself. So let's let's try and think about who we can invite on um, because I think we're going to definitely do some more collaborations 2022. Yeah. We're going to be working to, to try and kind of get more people, more voices on our platform and, and whatnot. Um, but let's wrap it up, guys, because this is our first episode. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Well, let's we went up. deep on the first episode. We were going to talk about... We're always so deep. <laughs> like, we're always so deep. Right. Mm. It's brilliant. We went from R. Kelly to the dangers of technology. I was trying yeah. to write, I was trying to like note down what we're talking about. And then at one point I said, let me just forget me... about it. Forget it. <laughs> forget it. Forget it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Our first episode of 2022. Woo woo woo. Um, so yeah, so our next episode yeah. is in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Um, so until then, I guess. Yeah. But we'll be dropping a dilemma next week. So yes. look out for that. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, Not, so- uh, what is it? Milk? What's it? What's it called? <laughs> tea with sugar. Extra yeah. sugar. No, oh, tea, extra sugar is the working title of our dilemmas. I really I like, like the title. Yeah. Like it. What's it called again? Not your typical tea, extra sugars drops on the weeks that we don't drop. And they're mini sods basically to give us um we we had so much feedback from our uncle in the club dilemma that we figured let's capitalize on that <laughs> and so uncle. we're just gonna pull um dilemmas we would love it if you guys would share your dilemmas and your stories with us obviously we'll keep you anonymous if you want to email us from uh, an email that you make quickly and throw it away we're happy for you to do that. And so you can email us at notyourtypicalt3 at gmail.com. That's notyourtypicalt3 at gmail.com. You can also send us a DM. We'll keep it anonymous. And we might have a text number at some point down the line, even though we all just agree that technology is the worst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but after this, I'm going to scroll on Instagram and TikTok for two hours. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we would love to hear from you guys, but it, we've also got other sources of dilemmas. And as I said, um, I can't wait for you guys to hear it because we're going to keep it fair and we're going to keep it balanced. But, you know, we'll try. Maybe, maybe we'll try. We'll try. Don't put so much pressure. We'll try. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I've you might just new... get the thumbs up. You might, <laughs> <laughs> you might just get the eyes emoji. But um, I got a new term, which is humans advocate, because a friend of mine that was in the podcast was saying that we all are such good friends. We effectively agree with each other uh, because we have quite similar life experiences. So I assume my role as humans advocate because I'm a Christian and we don't do devil stuff over here. Um, Yeah, Yeah, you guys listen out for that. All right. Peace out. All right, bye. Now I have to go and chat to my family. You won't stop making noise through this whole podcast. Yeah, go and talk to them.
Thank <laughs> you.